Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am Jen. This is Jen. Hi, welcome everybody. Hello. Guess what? We got another <laughs> guest. We got a guest in the house. We got a guest in the house, and her name is Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Kimmy. How are you? Hi. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Jen and Jen. So, today's topic, we're going to. Um, focused a little bit on spiritual awakening. We gave Kimmy a little bit of homework and she's going to fill us in on that after we discuss this topic. And so a lot of people often wonder what spiritual awakening is. And doing the research this week, it's like no one really has a clear definition so i found this on a website and we will have all the websites included to where i got them from and i narrowed out of the 10 that i had down to three (laughs) so i did a lot of work i was like what ones would give me the most information that resonated with me hopefully they will resonate with you the notion of the spiritual awakening has been around for centuries and can be observed in a variety of cultures and religions around the world. Some call it nirvana, some call it enlightenment, call it bliss. A spiritual awakening begins the moment a person can step back, look at everything they've been through, and awake and step forward with a new sense of being. So, spiritual awakens. Uh, oh, you? Yes, yes ma'am. You. Do you think that awakening actually? is um, being able, in terms of this stepping away from yourself, because you're always, as a child or in your own perspective, you're in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, that opening of the door, the awakening or enlightenment, is to come out of it and look back and think, well, this happened for a reason, or I chose things to happen this way for a reason. I think it might be the, the, the stepping away from yourself. I think that's really integral. And I can play a part of that. So spiritual awakening can be mildly unnerving when you first realize okay why is this happening to me what brought this on why am I thinking like this when I never used to think that way why is this now bothering me when it never used to so it causes you to go who am I why am I here what am I doing you know what elements of wonder that are around me that I'm excited to find out about myself that I never noticed. It's almost like as opposed to just existing, you want to thrive or you want to grow and change. Right. So I think, yeah, the, out, the stepping outside and realizing there's something beyond your own existence. I was always curious about why are we here? What makes the grass grow? What? Why is the sky that color? And some days it's this color. Even though they might be small childlike questions, mm-hmm. they were important to me. Something about it. I was this young five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old that would get up every Sunday morning, take a bath on her own, get dressed on her own, and walk to different churches. Well, that's just, I think, again, it's the realizing there's something outside yourself. Yeah. I mean, other kids just got up and, you know, went and watched cartoons. Right. Like Jen. (laughs) Yes. That's what I did. I got up. I did nothing. I never learned anything. I just 
just gotta watch cartoons. No. And that's what I do now. <laughs> I think, and I, I think Jen and I are, were a lot of like, oh, Jen, yes. and you know, Jen had her, her family life and things that were done her way, but she had probably more freedom than some other kids. Just like I had a little more freedom than some other kids because having parents that work, some, you know, worked at night, they slept during the day, or some worked two jobs because they had no choice, you know, they're trying to take care of a family, and, you know, nine times out of ten, in order for the dad to sleep, go outside and play, well, so, (laughs) but, just, you know, you want to know, you want to know why, why do we rotate around the earth? Why why is all of us as being human think differently, act differently, behave differently? Some of us are good-hearted, kind-hearted, and even though we've been stomped on and pushed around, we're still kind where others haven't learned that yet. They haven't realized that the patterns that they're being held to, that the patterns of their ancestors, their fathers and mothers and their grandparents and great-grandparents, that the way they manipulated and controlled the family or the society itself, that people weren't able to grow outside of that. Yes, ma'am. I have an idea that that has to do with your satisfaction with the outcome. Because you wouldn't change if you're happy with, oh, so you're doing something every day, Mm -hmm. and it ends this way, and it ends this way, and it ends this way. I think, honestly, when you're enlightened, you look at your outcome and say, this is not the outcome I want, so I need to go back and modify how I got there. And I think that that's stepping out, as you said, Mm -hmm. out of the self Mm-hmm. And out of the society for all intents and purposes and everything else to just say, I want to change this outcome. And I think that gives you perspective to go back and research. Make sense? I think it also takes um, some sort of awareness to begin with to even get yes. to that point. Because right. I think a lot of people know what outcome in the future they want. Mm-hmm. But because they're so conditioned by society, mm-hmm. they're not 100% sure if what they want is really what they want. Because you have to already be awakened. Right. Right? Like, for example, um, like having children, not having children. Right. I picked this because, obviously, I've decided, as a minority, it's become more popular now, but as a minority, I don't really want children, which is kind of a thing. You know, like, like a long time ago, that was, like, not a thing. Yeah. And so you're kind of, like, you've grown up in a a culture where it's, like, that's what's expected. And so there's a lot of people out there that are, you know... They don't, they don't know whether they really want children or not because it's like, is it society? Is it the way I was raised? Or is it, you know, if I had a choice, would I? You know right. what I mean? You kind of already have to be awakened and aware of all of that and really mm-hmm. be able to sit down and, and, and really understand what it is that you really want to see what that, that end goal really is. Now, Correct. In terms of life, though, that changed. Yes. Because before, when you got married, you had children to help work on your farm. Mm-hmm. They were right. just means to an end. Right. So your mm-hmm. job as a woman or a woman and a right. man was to contribute to 
the, the company or the farm. You mm-hmm. were contributing to the society so you could help raise barns. I mean, literally, you were populating yeah. for a purpose. Right. And society has changed now. Right, That yeah. that is not, we're automated enough, we can raise our, you know, our own barns, damn it. But anyway, <laughs> is that they, um, you know, so it's, it's not even so much as the, um, you know, anything's really changed, because I'm sure there's people who didn't want to have kids before. Yeah. But it's just you have the ability to do it because our workload has changed. And it's more accepted nowadays. Well, and also it's not as necessary. It makes sense. Right, right. You know, instead of sending five kids to school, why don't you guys go on a trip? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, had to. I, 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 I wish I could. I mean, South Korea is where I would like to be in about 18 months. <laughs> That's me and Brian's life right there. You just say, Let's go, we'll go on a trip. <laughs> and then they do. They do. They literally do. They make time for each other and they go on trips. And how fun is that? That's how it. fun is it to have someone who is accepting of each other? who realizes each other has their own path and they're going to walk it, but they choose, they choose to walk their paths side by side and be there to support one another and go on fun trips and be there when the other person needs it or just chill and just enjoy the life, you know, that's there to have. When you're not being told, well, you you're married, you need to bring kids in this world, or you, you know, I want grandkids. But that's happened, though. Oh, that happens it, so it that's happened, no, that happens to me. Oh. It still happens today. Yeah, oh, but you're, you, stand, you stand firm in what you feel, what you believe, right. because it's your life. You're entitled to But that. I also, like I said, it, I've always been a person that I've always been aware mm-hmm. of what I really want. Right. And I don't think a lot of people... No. Truly, are, like they think they are, right? But they, they, you know, because there's people out there that do want to have general, generally want to have kids. You know, right, right, right. There's right. nothing wrong with that. No, but I, it's just you know, over the years I've met so many people that like they love their kids. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, but you can tell that yeah. they've lost vitality. Something. Oh yeah, yeah. They they've lost the drive to live outside of the mundane, the norm, and because. You know, when you're, I'm being a mother and a single mother at that, when you have to choose, well, do I want to go on a trip mm-hmm. or do I want to pay my bills? Right. And so my son has a roof over his head, he has food in his stomach and clothes on his back. Whether I eat or not, that's not the case, you yeah. know. Those, yeah. those are the things you have to weigh down. But I chose to have them. I right. could have gone another route right. and not had them, but sure. I, I can't personally do that kind of a route. That's just not me. But there's other people that choose to do that route. When you are more awakened to things, you have more compassion. You have that ability to take yourself outside of yourself and place yourself in someone else's shoes and look at it from every angle possible. Is this the right choice? Is what you're doing correct for yourself and the world around you without causing anyone harm? And it's difficult. Yes, Kim. Well, that's the thing, like with Jen. It's just mm-hmm. so neat that she had the presence of mind to know what she wanted and to be comfortable enough to go for it. You didn't get a lot of impediments in the way, or did you just know that you were so focused? Well, I don't want to say that I was just like, yeah, I never wanted a kid. And Jen yeah. knows this, because right. I actually, like, we've talked about it. Right. I, there was actually a point where I was like, 
you know, I, I, I could have kids. Sure. Like, if it, if it was an accident, I totally would have had kids, and I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I totally think I could have done it. Sure. But, like, I think I got to the, to the point where it was like, I realized that it was society mm-hmm. telling me that. And it wasn't like, when I really sat and thought about it, it wasn't me. Like, deep right. down, like, I could have totally had kids. I think I would have done great. Oh, I, I, I think you're so nervous. It's, nice. it's just... When it comes down to it, it wasn't really me saying that I wanted kids. And I'm just one of those people where it's like, you know, I, I want to be that kind of, that person, if I was going to have kids, to be able to put, might be able to put myself completely into it. Right. And I'm just not that kind of a person. Like, I'm very independent and, um, me and Brian like to do our own things. Right. We're very private people. And so it would be, I would have had to have changed myself completely in order for me to have had kids. But I think that now, like, even sharing a podcast, you're, you're, that's mentoring, and that's all yeah. parenting is, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. is teaching. So your parts of, you do a lot of, of, your work is teaching in terms of things, your, um, your, you have a lot of hobbies that are teaching, you do the podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you're finding a way to do it. Um, when I first, you know, got married, and I was thinking about having the baby, well, it was the 80s. I was always trying not to have a baby. So I was like, wow, (laughs) let's put a different hat on. And then I was like, what if I can't have a baby? You know, I mean, that's a possibility too. And so my husband and I sat down and said, you know what? We're here together and I can go my whole life with never having a baby. And if we do, high five, let's go. But if we don't, then you know what? That's all right too. I think that that's a a thing that even in terms of awakening is being Mm -hmm. comfortable with the answers. Right. You know, yes. you look up and you find them and your answers. And I think even as me though, I'm a big people pleaser tap dancer which you'll find throughout the day, like, hey everybody love me. But to be able to to have the strength within yourself. And I think awakening is reinforcing your personal strength. Because I think if you're just going along the crowd getting shoved right. down the street with everybody else, mm-hmm. I don't feel that there's a strength there to put the brakes on, to stop and say, you know what, you guys go on ahead. Right. That is a huge strength that I need to cultivate. I, I haven't done that because I feel so uh, so societal, societally. <laughs> Everybody's bitching. Societal? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like there's, I feel there's an expectation there. But anyway, there's an expectation of why. And also, and like, the whole awakening thing, like, throughout life, your, your opinions are going to change. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between environmental factors and your opinions yes. and who you really are. Who Truly. you really are doesn't change, really. Mm-hmm. Your, your environment changes. Right. And you think differently. Right. But if you always are aware of who you really are, you can talk yourself out of seeing what it really is. Because right. obviously, there might be a day that I'm like, oh, I should have had kids, right? right? But that's not really deep down what I wanted. Right. But because of whatever's going on in my outside world, right. I might start questioning it Situation. again. Situation, right. But, I get, but, but because I'm aware... Of who I really am, I can sit down with myself and go, okay, you don't have kids because, come on, be re- be realistic now. This wouldn't have worked, you know, you would, you know, this wouldn't right. have fit in with your life, this is not who you really are, and you would be able to talk yourself out of it. But there's so many people that don't do that. Right. I think it's opening up and, the channel to listen. Yeah. Right. And they put themselves in a situation that they can't handle, and then... Being in that situation that they can't handle, or if they're stuck taking care of a child on their own, mm-hmm. and I know what that feels like, 
I personally would never go the wrong direction, but because I'm a much stronger person and I've been more awake than most people. Right, at, you have at age. Today might have been crap. You know what? I'll cry, I'll get it off my chest, but tomorrow's a new day and I don't have to live like this. I know who I am. I know where I want to go. I know what I want to be. I still have a hard time trying to figure out what I want. I do know that I would like to help people with awakening. Mm-hmm. I want to help people to be able to find their path. And well, once you are. And once they're on their path, that if they think they're going to falter from it, they want a little push or just someone that will sit and listen, be biased, and say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Let me point out what I'm getting loud and clear. Is this ringing a bell? I'm not telling you how. I'm bringing out the points that you keep making to me. What do you think of them? Well, that's I make, I make you think about it. It's not me telling you how to live your life. Mm-hmm. I'm making you open up and saying, you know what? This is not for me. This is what I want. Why am I wasting my time here when this is where I want to go? And you have to do that thing. Well, also when you speak of the parent, like that, right. the parent that's so upset, then he's not being the parent to his child that he wants to be either. So that's the other thing, that you, you do things and you conform to a certain level because right. it's good, but then you don't, I think the awakening aspect comes to, wow, I'm doing this good for, you know, society, but my little kid isn't happy, you know what I mean? Right. So I think that, again, outcome, I really think it does come back to that. Right. I don't like this outcome. Mm-hmm. I have a sad little kid who never sees me because I'm always at the office. Right. So I'm going to change things. I mean, I can't just quit your job and get out from home. No. But you can make changes and you can be true. Or, oh, hey, I like to read books. I'll read books with my kids. Hey, I like to sing. We'll sing while we're doing the dishes. But yes. I think it's, it's finding something that, yes. that you can come to and then it does it. And also, though, guys, supportive friends. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing, and I really appreciate it. You're both very nurturing, and it, it gives me a perspective and a freedom that I don't have. I have a lot of thought processes, but I don't feel free to, to, to uh, try them, and it's mm-hmm. so nice to have people who are very welcoming. This reminds me of a podcast we did last year. I don't remember which one it was, but... It was like something about happiness or something like that. Yes. I can't remember which one it was. But I think a lot of the stuff we talked about in that episode it kind of is the same here, where it's like, it's like, how do you figure out whether you're awakened or how do you become awakened? And how do you figure out like who, who you are, like what makes you tick mm-hmm. is what comes out of happiness. And like you said, the end goal, right? Your end goal is always going to be what, what brings you happiness, really. Right. Right. Um, in whatever area or whatever you're talking about. Right. And so... I think, like, making... Because in that, in that episode, I think we came up, we, like, made a list or something. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up. Basically, you sit down and you, like, write out the things that make you personally happy. Mm-hmm. Don't think about anybody else. Don't even think about your kids, right? right. Because if you're... It, it, that should come naturally, right? If, if, if you really, truly care about your kids, that will be in there automatically. You just sit down and you think about all of the things that truly bring you happiness without thinking about society or anyone wow. else. And that's those are the things that will tell you, you know, who you really are. And if, if you are including those things in your life, you will feel more alive. That's so true, gosh. Because that's the thing. I think a lot of times, I say it a million times, is I go on autopilot. You know, there's yeah. a PTA meeting, so you just, and you don't want to go, but you, hi, Sally, these cookies are great. I'm <laughs> yeah. having the time of my yeah. life. Thank you. Oh, look at the time. But anyway, yeah, so <laughs> autopilot, and I've spent years on autopilot. I'm sure a lot of people have. But, yeah, I think that it, finding out and living that, and also if you go through something and it's not great, 
that's okay. Yeah. That's right. the other part. I think when you're always trying to make everything perfect. Right. Right. You know? Right. And I think right. that if you're able to uh, realize, you know, everything's not perfect. Life is up and down. Yin and yang, rain, mm -hmm. sunshine. I mean, the whole world is that way. Right. And if you're focusing on really on the things that if you, you know, know what makes you happy. Because a lot of people, like, sure. kind of, but if you, like, really sit down and think about it, if you're actually applying those things, all the negative stuff that happens is going to be balanced out because you're actually doing the things that make you happy instead of going, oh, I wish I was doing that, you know. Right, that bad day fishing is better than a day at the office. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> not, not for me, of course, I don't fish. <laughs> but I understand that, yeah, and, and I think, too, if you're being true to yourself, you know, there's and there's so many things, you know, happy wife, happy life, mm -hmm. to thy own self be true, and if you really, you know, that's the weird part, is as you get older, my perspective, is that a lot of the things are true, they're real, you know what, mm -hmm. do slow down, smell the roses, do take your turn, do, you know, it's, it's amazing that that really is true, lots of people before us really did have the right idea. If somebody's talking at you or around you or like in classrooms, you have to go till the bell rings. Now, how you're going to make it, you can't get up and walk mm -hmm. around the room, you can't right. do anything. So you've got to go up there yeah. and just, mm -hmm. you know, get through it. And that's a win. I mean, getting through the day and doing your yeah. thing. Especially and, if they're boring. And so, <laughs> and so that works. But the engagement. And I think a lot of times when you start to not be engaged a long period of time, right. you shut yeah. down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think Sorry, that... Sorry, I'm having tea. <laughs> I think that makes living life sadder. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. engagement and thinking and being is, is really amazing. And I don't think a lot of people... Now we have so many other things in life and everything's done for us. But to be able to just, you know, sit and think about, am I happy? Is this right. good? That's an amazing uh, feat and something you should go for. I just am starting to look now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked quite a bit on that. So what if I was to tell you, do you like science, Kimmy? Um, I like science. I like to watch science happen. Ah. I don't like to read of science. <laughs> I, I, engagement, right? Engagement, exactly. If I can participate some way and okay. thus make it better, as you can tell, right. then <laughs> you're like, go away. But no, I'm just saying that, yes, if I, I, I would like science in the event that I get to see it happen. Oh. You know? Like a vinegar and, a vinegar and uh, what's the bomb? A vinegar and baking soda? Mm -hmm. Woo! Love it. <laughs> <laughs> the Thagrin theorem? That's what, uh, what about you, Jen? Do you like science? If it's engaging. Engaging. Which I, I wouldn't want to, like, open up a book and just, like, read yeah. a tome of, you know, science. But science. I like science fiction. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> but I find, I mean, I anything that, you know, is, I think, I find all subjects fascinating right. in one way or another. Mm -hmm. As long as you're learning something and it's like, you know, you're not just, like, rolling on and on right. about something. But, yeah. I totally feel that way. I think that's it. If yeah. you can take out a grain of happy out of anything. Yeah. yeah. What if I told you that spiritual awakens were similar to quantum physics? I did not know this. Tell us more, Miss Jen. <laughs> oh, God, Kim, you make me mad. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face when you're around. So, a quantum physics spiritual awakening is what a couple of places I was reading call it. But it's basically quantum mis Mysticism. Mysticism? Mysticism? Yeah. Mysticism. I can't speak today either. Evidently, thanks a lot, Kate. <laughs> it's a set of metaphysical beliefs and associated practices that seek to relate consciousness, intelligence, spirituality, or mystical 
worldviews to the ideal of quantum manics, manics, excuse me, and it's Buddha's enlightenment is at the heart of it. So there is going to be just what um, Wikipedia had, but I also found a website that um, spoke about it. And just to give you a touch brief of, I took a few um, little sections from it. It says, there is a concept that is observed, the observer can affect what which is observed, quantum physics and Newtonism, or I think that's what they were trying to say because there was a lot of spell and errors. Newtonian, Physic, maybe? Newtonian physics. Would, no, Newtonian. Okay. Like Newton? Like yeah, Apple? Like, like Newton, Isaac Newton. Like yeah. Isaac Newton. Physics would answer the question, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a noise? Mm-hmm. Newton's followers would say it does, but quantum physics would say it doesn't. So which one are we? I, I would say... Newton. I would <laughs> Me too. I'm not a... I'm, I'm very quantum, so... So you say it doesn't make a noise? I, I would, I, and we're I, on the yes? Yes. <laughs> well, I think it is, even if, if, if it's... Because the noise it's, it's, is... The reason why it isn't, because it's not observed. It's not seen. It's not heard. But the reverberations oh. are there, so, I mean, it makes... Someone did. Feeling. We a bird. Yeah, exactly. So if one person did, but, I, I like to think that... But again, but again, if a tree falls in the forest and there is no one there to hear it no one's there to hear it you have to be right like this is like you yeah. know you know how these guys I get have, you know yeah. i have a hard time with never and always yes I can never, exactly i, I always never have, say never that was the next subject what, I was gonna talk about. what if the tree heard it boom yeah. but but see <laughs> quantum physics Parts of it, yeah. the mm-hmm. theory of it, absolutely works with yeah. that as well as philosophy, mm-hmm. especially when you're taking Plato's theories and throwing it into the mix, because awakening is we are awakening to see ourselves changing our what we see, mm-hmm. what is right to us than what is programmed into us mm-hmm. kind of like there's even a matrix theory that's going around yeah that we're people, all plugged into the matrix yeah i wouldn't say we're plugged into the matrix <laughs> but i'm a yeah, d battery but <laughs> i'm an f <laughs> <laughs> so am i <laughs> but but do you stop and think about it even i was very fascinated with the matrix movies because that's how i I didn't say, I wouldn't say we were all linked together, but I do believe we're all cut from the same energy. And to me is that I believe society is a way to control. Oh, very much so. And when you no longer allow someone to control how you eat, sleep, what time you work and all of that, then you're starting to see who you really are. Then you're open to see what it is you like, what you don't like, you know, where you want to go, what do you want to do. You don't have to go, okay, well, uh, you you were born this day and, and this and that, and 
we need you in this factory, and that's where you're going to work for the next 30 years of your life. No, I don't think so. Well, I think that that is too. Society is working for society's outcome. Mm -hmm. Order and compliance and everything kind of moving forward with a big group. When you come into your own awakening, you're looking at your own outcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that it's just perspective more than anything. And if, you know, if I'm trying to control a gaggle of geese, I'm not going to particularly care if the geese want to go this way or not. They're coming. So when you think of quantum physics, you think about the observer. You're the observer. What do you want in your world? How do you want your world to be? And then you, I would not only just look at it that way, philosophy. What philosophy do I want to live by? Do I want to be living by what man wants? So my philosophy has always been, to me, when you hit a certain age in your life, your mature age. I'm not saying, oh, well, you're 26, so you're an adult. No. When you hit your maturity, to me, time and age becomes irrelevant. Time is irrelevant anyway. Well, what you're doing, I think, is you're trading money for your time mm -hmm. and your, your, your thing. So you're taking your schedule and quantifying it with a bout of money. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you're saying, my time is worth this. So you right. right now say that's not worth it. But if I said, well, if you get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow, I'll give you a nickel and a kiss. <laughs> okay, $100. <laughs> <laughs> right to happiness, though. Exactly. How because, boom, genius. What, because what people value has to do with happiness, right? Yes. Like, oh, for example, like if I get happiness from going places, yes. you mm -hmm. need money. That's right. Yes. To facilitate. So in order to get money, you have to come up with a way of making money. So therefore, you think about it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe working doesn't bring you absolute happiness, but if you are getting the right amount of money... You're trading that in, like you well, said. It facilitates right. your happiness. Right, right. So, it's, happiness. so it puts you towards your goal, and that's the thing. I think, again, oh, what would that be? Outcome, hello. Right. But that's <laughs> a form of awakening. Is it being is. able to figure out right. how to make your life happy and not just be some fantasy dream, right? right? How to because, take... yeah, there's. I mean, we'd all love to go take trips and do all this stuff, but you that's not realistic unless you're like an heiress. Right, exactly. So taking and finding what has value to mm -hmm. trade it to get to you, that's brilliant. That's a so, genius. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Good job. But then again, how many people will actually work at their jobs? But then they the, hate it. They hate it. But see, but then the, see, then their and, balance isn't right. 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 Mm -hmm. And they may be getting good money. They may not be getting good money. But they still hate being right. there. Then they but need to reevaluate right. where they're working. And I work for insurance, not money. <laughs> <laughs> so I always had. A and everybody is going to feel better or worse at a particular type of job. Right? right. And eventually, no matter what job you do, it's going to get monotonous. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's not going to be fun. Oh, so, right. Oh, yeah. So you, it's, it's all about like, you okay, have to is it, find is, balance. You're right. Right. Are, are, are you being completely drained of happiness because of this job? Because if that's the right. case, then there's no point. You're, then you're not getting happiness at the end. Right. Because then there's nothing's of value. Right. If, if it's sucking out who you are, your essential being, then, you know, there's no way to get to that happiness. So, yeah, I guess you have to evaluate. And I think that's another thing that I didn't allow myself that I'm learning from being with you guys or hanging out with you guys is that you are constantly evaluating. Mm. And that is amazing. And I just, uh, like, through all your different podcasts, learning about personality and, and all the different things that we have, it, it makes me reevaluate things because it's easy to ignore those things. It is. You know? And to make them of value and interest, it, it's really good, and I really appreciate and, you guys. You know, there's the old saying, you walk through the world with rose-colored 
rose-colored glasses on or with horse blinders on. You know, right. you're only seeing what's in front of you. You're not taking the big picture. Mm -hmm. The one thing I can say, and I'm going to credit him. I don't remember his name, but my driving instructor. <laughs> So I when I went to high school, you had a driving instructor. I did too. Coach you took, yeah, you took driving and you took you drove an actual car mm -hmm. through the school. You didn't have to pay for it like they make people pay for it now. And the one thing that he told us when we got in the car, when you're driving, you don't look just what's in directly in front of you. You get the big picture. Always get the big picture. At, you should always view life with a big picture because the more you analyze, the more you look at something, the more that you take in, the more you can find your way through any obstacles that pop up. You see an out, an opening, a new place to go. When you're just looking, sorry, but no. when you're looking just straight forward, you're not seeing any of that. You're not allowing yourself to see any of that. Well, actually, in terms of that, it's just evaluating the variables. You're right. I mean, if you're in here and you see this, and there's no car in front of you, so you must be safe, well, the speeding toboggan that the kid is on is coming from the right. Right. So you have to look at the sidewalk. You have to do Right. That. But it is. It's a smart way to do things, and he was a very brilliant yeah. man. Yeah. And you're a fine driver. He's done a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> have you ever rode with me? Yeah. Well, Yes, portly blonde, winning smile. I was sitting next to you at one time in the car. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was only like a week ago. Yeah, last week. We'll talk about memory on a different Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's... Come <laughs> I've been in my own world for the past week. My tainment went away. <laughs> okay, well, then. No, that, that's good. I really... Yeah, I'm going to be around a lot, folks. I'm so memorable, too. <laughs> I can't she, she wouldn't remember that you were on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it a week. <laughs> Miss but I forgot that you uh, that I actually drove us all yes. around last week because yes. you know why? Tell me. What I remember more is the fun we had, the conversation I, we had. It was great. And going and having lunch and dinner together, the three of us, then who drove who? Because to me that didn't mean anything. Right. What meant more to me was being together. Mm -hmm. That's what meant to me, you know, because that's how I value things. We're going to go ahead and jump over because we gave Kimmy homework. And Kimmy did, Kimmy didn't know anything about personality tests. So Jen and I told her that she would have to do her personality test and then come in with what she learned and if it fit her or anything else. So, Kimmy, we're now your audience. You go right ahead and take it away. Yes. Well, thank you very much. And so this is the, it, it's called the Byers. Myers-Briggs. I have a little dyslexia. It's, it's the Myers-Briggs test. And it, it breaks down the personalities. It's called 16 personalities because they evaluate four different topics. And, and the hyphen A or T, of course. Mm -hmm. But they evaluate it. And this was in their, this was in their personalities um, podcast, which they will mark below for you to look at. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm learning. All right. Well, anyway, so what I found out first is I listened to the Personalities Podcast, and I wanted to find out about Jen and Jen. So Jen has got the rarest personality type. She's an advocate, and that is an I-N-F-J. Yes. And then she has a T, because we're all T's, because T's to B's. But anyway, <laughs> in the so that made her an introvert, mm -hmm. and she is intuitive. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't take great notes. I just did notes. Okay. <laughs> and she is a feeling yes. judgmental human. 
Yes. And now what does judgmental mean? Look at my, te- I studied so well. I'm judging? Asking. Judging, yeah. Judge. What is the judging as opposed to the prospecting concept? Judging is, is like where you like things to be very organized and planned mm-hmm. out. They don't like chaos. They don't like spontaneous. Overly spont- spontaneous. N- not that they don't. I don't like, like to be overwhelmed. Right. It's it's well, everything sure. has to be in like small amounts. There needs to be some sort of like a routine or a plan or it just you know that that's what the judging is. Yeah. Well that well that we heard from our friend the architect Jen. <laughs> Jen I'm is there. an architect <laughs> and she just spoke about this and she is an I N T J. So she is introverted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is intuitive. 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 I hate that. Why can't they be I? I. I guess you can't do I. I. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then intuitive. And now while Jen, while Jen was in the feelings aspect yes. of religion, Jen is in thinking. Yes. So the advocate is taking into account one's feelings, probably to make her decisions and speak, while the architect is thinking and probably going from the fact of most. Um, what is the most? Uh, good way to do things yes yes and the feeling part really comes and resonates out of me because i'm an empath jen is an empath as well i I feel everything and i feel it really like sometimes full-blown that i can't even control Mm. what i'm feeling that i've actually blacked out and have acted out what other people have said and were thinking so it's got me into trouble and i don't ever recall doing that now I'm the rarest, but Jen's the second to rarest. So the, there's only like a slight little percentage that changes between us because we are that I N F J and I N T J. And another thing about the personality thing is is that even though you are in a particular category for each mm-hmm. thing, it doesn't mean that you don't possess right, right. the other traits. It just means that. This is your hi- higher percentage, so it's gonna you're gonna do something first before you do the other. Right. So like, uh, for example, like she'll think about it. I'll I'll think if, about it rationally first or and logically, I'll just and then to how but, I feel. and put the feelings aside for the moment. And then it doesn't mean that I won't bring them in, but it won't be my first reaction. Right. And it's the same thing reverse. So it's like she would just do. She would be focused more on how she feels and then think about it later. Yes. Right, and well, that makes sense. Now, um, I was going to ask you. So, how do you feel after you had the test in the advocate role, Jen? What do you think? Does the advocate fit you? Do you were you surprised when you came off with that when you took the test? When I of- first took that, I was in um, my first year of college when I was twenty-two. So, knowing that how I've been all my life, and here I have a test that tells me this, I'm like, where the hell was this when I was a kid? You know? Now, what do you think, inter- what were, of the four initials was the biggest surprise? So, the introversion? The J. The J threw me off. Being a Virgo, I've always been very particular about how I do everything. Oh, yeah. And I like everything done a certain way. But right now, and I know that probably the reason why things are not happening for me as best as I want is because I am living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm shoved all of my stuff into basically three rooms. And I, it's chaotic. I walk in there and I get overwhelmed. In because space. And I'm like, ah, I can't even play my piano because I have stuff in front of it. And when my room was spotless. And then I moved everything around again. But it's like, I, we put two households into one ho- well, home, sure. and it was difficult. And and I'm that person. I need to live alone. Mm-hmm. I need my own space. 
And even if I had a boyfriend, you know what? You can come over every now and then, but your ass has got to go home sometimes. <laughs> you know, if I'm married, please let it be a K-pop star. <laughs> go, go tour. Get out of the house. And come back with money. Because, <laughs> no, I don't even need the money. Just come back and, you know, tell me you love me and you miss me. Aww. I'd be happy with that. But it's just like, don't stay. Don't. I don't want somebody that's up my butt. Right. I you know, I, I want my space. That's a and I want term. it, and I want, <laughs> and I want to, you know, I want everything in its proper place, right. and I want it clean and neat and tidy. When and when you use something of mine and you take it out and you use it, please put it back where you get it. Well, Jen, now on yours, INTJ. When did you find out what your personality type was? Oh gosh, I don't know. Probably. Sometime within the last 10 years, I'd say. I don't know exactly when. Was it work-related, or was it just something you were looking into? or? Uh, no, I think it was random. Um, I've heard about the Myers-Briggs because I have a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. It's mm -hmm. what I went to school for. Wow. Um, and accounting, but I, I went more the finance route instead of the uh, the psychology route. But, sure. So I heard money. about it in school, <laughs> but I never actually took it. And then... Um, I don't know. I think just randomly. Because I'm just one of those people where I get curious about something and I'll just do it and I'll just go down some hole and like just discover something. So I, it's probably something like that where I was just like, ooh, what is this? And I just decided <laughs> to do it. Well, that's why you both are such good teachers, though, because you're interested and you make it a safe place to have my interests. I love that. Well, on your thing, in terms of the INTJ, what was the biggest surprise to you or was it even the T when you were of these specific things? What was your... Surprise. I would say none of it. Really? So it was uh, just... It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. No. Wow. So there was, And you didn't expect to be anything else for all intents and purposes? Not really. Wow. That's cool. Well, I took the test. Uh-huh. I hope you didn't look at my paper. No. no. Heads no. are going to roll. All no. right. Thank you. No. Yes. <laughs> First, you would have to get stand on a stool to reach our heads, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I... <laughs> But I took it on two different sites. So the first time I took it, I didn't take it on the one you guys told me about. And so I called you to get the one that you told me about. Right. And the weirdest part is I took them, I don't know, 20 minutes apart. Uh-huh. They came out with a different digit. in. So they were almost the same except for one thing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. So when I spoke to Jin again, she said... Take a look at the differences and whatever resonates with you will do that. And then I actually took another test on another site because I did my homework because I'm a good girl. It is that um, I did kind of a tiebreaker that they said between this and this. And it came out and it came to the one that I thought was correct too. So there are two here, but I would love you to guess and we'll see what it is. <laughs> so in terms of it, do you think I'm an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, that's hard to tell. That's hard because of your personality. I would think you're an extrovert. But it's, but it's not what people necessarily right. think of. Because just because somebody talks a lot doesn't mean that you're right. an extrovert. It's Someone talks a lot? Who's that? <laughs> I can't. I talk a lot and can, I'm not. It can be, but it has to do yeah. with how you process. process. Yes. Right. Um, I want to I say that you're probably an I. Not an N. I want to say S. That's, I would say you're definitely an S. I, S, I didn't, S wasn't even an option of mine. Oh, oh wow, Oops. maybe so, you're not. Are you an yeah. E-N? Perhaps. Uh, yes. Okay. What's that an makes, e? Well, she is an extrovert. Well, because if you said, well, what made me think of it was because if you said you weren't an S, 
then that's what then you had to be an e. e. Yeah. You oh. could you could have been an IS, but when you said you were not an IS, that's why I was like, oh, you got to be an E. An but e I am a poor game player because I gave away the answer. <laughs> no, you only say e, oh. e, EN, so mm -hmm. we still don't know what the last two. No, it was just because we, we were like on the fence. Yeah. And when you said that you weren't an S, I figured that it had to be the other one. Nice. Right. Was an so e you have to understand we know what they are. Yeah. But like the back of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it and I can't. Look at it. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. So okay. E, E, N, and then T. T T P T T P T T P. Yes, I do. I've, I've been known to toilet paper a house or two. Maybe for ladies who say I'm an E N, that's what it is. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. having the best day. <laughs> okay, so Mercury can go fuck off and I'll have a good day. <laughs> I don't know. She could be a T J. But... It could be a T J, but I don't know. I think T P. But and it could be a TJ. And so T or uh, is F. F. So it's either thinking or feeling? Mm-hmm. And you don't know well, what Well, we don't, the thing is, we don't know you that well. Well, well not, you like I, have the bus stop. You said that I But, like, we don't, we have never really seen you, like, around your family. <laughs> right. And a lot, around a lot, like, a lot of friends. We're only so based we on what we So I have no idea, right. like, how you process things really in, exactly. deeply. Oh, when you find out. Oh, then. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the, the tables they yes, will turn. Okay, so what are your guesses for your good friend Kim, Ginny? What do you say? Um, Kit Kimmy. Yes. I would say you're an E, and I'm just saying, E, and I'm just still going with. Mm, I want to say a TP, but you could be an FP. Well, that's what we'll find out. Damn probably. it. Yeah. I see. I'm kind of the same way. I really yeah, don't know. Yeah, I because I don't know. I I think you feel, but I think you. It, but I think you hide behind it. But I think that can be a secondary, where the T I think is more. Ah, damn it! Don't cry. It's your game. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sighing. Oh. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. ENTP. ENTP. Okay. We'll edit it's that out. It's really hard. I'll, I'm going to just say the opposite just, just because just, she, I mean, even though you could be, I really don't know. No. Okay. It's really hard. So I'll say an I, I'll you say gave an us ENF J. I am an ENFP oh. after the second time. The first time I was an ENFJ. So I was a counsel in the oh. very first one, but then I retook the test. And it was ENFP, and then I went and took the tiebreaker, and I am, in fact, in my estimation, the campaigner, the ENFP. That is what I think. And wow. I feel and I feel very close to that, because per my explanation on here, if you don't mm -hmm. mind listening to that, which will, <laughs> That's which right. will titillate men, women, and children across our country. Titillate. Uh, uh, okay. And that would be called Tess. <laughs> Okay, your test results and more. Hold on, please. Okay, so I am an, a campaigner. Now, the weird part about my two things being so close on that is that it, they gave me a percentages. Uh -huh. So, extroverted, I am 67%. Again, right down the middle almost. Intuitive, 73%. Went way over. But, 
on my feeling, oh, my feeling was 73% too. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> She's all disappointed about it. Yeah, okay, oh, shit. My prospecting, between prospecting and judging, and that was the one that was, I'm 51 prospecting, so I'm probably 49 judging. So, so you like routine, but then you don't. Exactly. <laughs> I like routine when I get to pick it. <laughs> and then I'm 56% turbulent. It says that I am a diplomat, and my strategy is social engagement, which is true. I'd rather do anything than be by myself, I think, pretty much. I, I really don't like being by myself. <laughs> you wouldn't like me by myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was pretty... No, I would know you by yourself. Well, it's a good thing, because if someone's with you, then you're not by yourself. Exactly. Oh, my God, it's like the tree and the noise. <laughs> <laughs> understand a little bit about yourself more much more actually in terms of it I always figured I'd be an extrovert that was no surprise to me but I'm gonna look at my thingy here and it says continue but I can't figure it out here okay and it says I'm a very bad computer user if anyone's asking no I'm kidding it's <laughs> hold on please okay so I was not surprised that I felt like I would be it seemed like it you know made sense because I am chit chatty but now in terms of the um the FP, so the prospecting. I'm still kind of just confused about what the prospecting is. So I, I guess it's because I can accept change and change my tact, tack on it, you know, like... So, like, Brian has a P, right, at the okay, end of his... Okay, see, me and Brian are cool. So that just means that they're more free-spirited. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like, they don't like restrictions. They don't like routine. Right. They like, they like to leave everything open to chance. Well, and it's not even chance, though. I think it's to possibility. Because the thing is, if, if say, I'm going to have a blue mm -hmm. cupcake, and then mm -hmm. somebody brings in a pink one, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, how about half a blue cupcake? <laughs> and half a pink cupcake, because that's where I like it. Mm -hmm. And then I think it, it opens you to more to potential. But I, I am judgmental, because I do, I do make decisions on But you're like only 40-some percent, right, so, so you're kind of in the middle. You, you truly, sway. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure that just has to do with the situation. Yeah, yeah. Situational. But yeah, um, so that's, it's, I'm so glad you guys think that I'm thinking. Because <laughs> I'm very feeling, and I'd like to think I was more thinking, but 73%. Seems a little bit more. I think that particular letter, though, is harder because you yeah. really have to know somebody in yeah. order to really know... Yeah how somebody is going to be... Because that's more of like a social, I think. Like, it, it, it is, in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's like when you have deep conversations. Right. How is this person going to react, essentially? How and are they going to approach the situation? You know, um, I'm... Where, where you're very... You're, you... God, I can't even talk. You open up really easy, as in just to... In general, you say to anyone really lovely things you're you just engage right away where that's the f yeah where i'm not that way i normally won't engage someone conversational wise unless they engage it to me first or again i feel something and then i have to right react on what i'm feeling so yeah well, you you kind of blew my mind. Well, how about this? Uh -huh. Well, what about this? So, what do you think this little darling, who's been married for thirty six years, is to the to? same person? What do you think 
my beloved is. Actually, I don't know him, so yeah. I could. I don't. Guess. I don't know him all that well. But what the what I have met him and he's an introvert. Just he's he's an I. I want to say IS, IS probably FP or ISTP. Well, I will have you know that I am married to an INTP, and with a T, and he is a logician. So he My was. Dad is a logician. He was very surprised yeah. at this. Actually, I can see that now. Yeah. yeah. He, he was he was super surprised at the outcome because as a person who believes in logic, you would think that he wouldn't have the intuitive aspects and he wouldn't. But he's have a that. Virgo. He yes, has intuitive. He is, he is. He's very Virgo. And then I spoke to my son, and he said he's an INTP, which I thought was amazing. But too. you did say they were like, like yeah, they're the same person exactly. <laughs> but no, it's just. But that means that they are very feeling related. They're mm -hmm. thinkers, but they're intuitive. So they're kind of really a balance down both things and they they can really navigate a lot of situations because being intuitive and and uh, and uh, what is that one? Intuitive is the end. Oh, introvert. And then, intro, introvert. And, and so are you guys. I mean, that is amazing that I hang around all you introverted ex well, it's what it is 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 the N. N is intuitive. Intuitive. So typically, these two letters right here kind of tell you how well you're going to get along with somebody. You typically have to have a match here. So it, 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 intuitive people tend to get along better with other intuitive people, mm -hmm. not because that they don't they dislike them. It's no. just there's like some sort of it's the way that you can like deeply connect with people. Mm -hmm. So it, S is just being the, it's like how your worldview kind of. Ah. They totally have a different worldview, so it you'll find that a lot of people you know are gonna have ends. I don't know what what it is. Like I don't think I know anybody. Only Jinky. Yeah, but we don't know. No, but we don't know. Personally. But like you, you, usually when you like really start like getting to know like all the different people that you right. know, like all the people that you deeply connect with are usually gonna have ends. Well, that, and I, I believe that, too, because, well, the thing with me is if you're a big chatty Kathy <laughs> and you start doing it, they better be nice and like you. <laughs> the, the S's probably don't even get to, hello, my name is Kim. <laughs> Come back. I'll be your friend. Well, I think sensing is more like, uh, I don't know because I, I'm not an S, right. but uh, the way that I viewed it was they they're, they look at the world as more of a sensory experience, mm -hmm. and they're not like deep, think like they, not obviously the T is thinking, but. It's like, in a general sense, they're not like overly like deep and they're not overly processing everything. It's almost an evaluation. They, to, me, to me, to me, not in layman's terms, just general saying, mm -hmm. they just go with the flow. Yeah. It, okay. Would an, an INS might be more than INT in that, I think. No, 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 IS. You, you can either have an S or an N. Oh, I, IS, and then I was going to say then IS. F or IST, I would think an IST would be more common then because, I mean, ISF, because they're feeling and they're using their feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So they're evaluating the situation through their own feelings. Mm -hmm. So that would make it an ISF. Let's see how common that is. Let's find out. And then it would be judging then, I would think, on that one too because they wouldn't be really open. That. I mean, it's, it could be very common. Well, I mean, could anybody be. could. Yeah, I just want to see. What I that never is. went and did that far. I, 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 yeah, just, I don't know. I was like, I, I only worry about people. I don't know anybody with an S personally. No, I yeah. don't either. So let's. So I've just found it very interesting that like I I think that the the whole S N thing really tells like how well you'll flow with somebody. Mm -hmm. Not that so you too. can't like get along get, with them, right. but it's like your worldviews are so different.
But we need to wrap this up. <laughs> because <laughs> poor me. Because poor, poor Jen's got a, a, an hour and 35 minutes out. to uh, take out quite a bit of editing. So Ooh. I want to say thank you very much, Kim. It was an enjoyable, or Kimmy as I like to call her. <laughs> and um, we really loved having you here. Oh, and you. Um, we enjoyed last weekend together thinking about what we're going to do. And good job on your homework. Um, I hope you continue with this, and I hope you join us again. Oh, Any good. last words, Kim, before I sign us out? Last words. Um, <laughs> no, thank you very much. I just appreciate the chance to learn and grow. And you guys are excellent teachers and or mentors. Thank you, ladies. You're very welcome. Aww. And until next time, please stay safe, be healthy, wash your hands, wear your mask if you have to, and get plenty of sleep, and make sure you eat every meal because you need to stay alive and keep breathing and look at the future because it's so bright. Don't forget your shades. I know. I'm just throwing it in there. What's up with the 80s thing? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, until next time, thank you so much, and take care. Bye. 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 And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com our instagram account is eclectic soul podcast our facebook is eclectic our youtube is eclectic soul and our website is eclectic jen if you want to reach me my personal website is music and mystery.com my SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer Dash Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery, and my Instagram is at Music and Mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. My Instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess and my twitter is at Jen Sullivan thank you and have a blessed day blessed be